So, just start off. Just, just start off with just fuck it. This is this is crazy. This is crazy. We've only had eleven days in the fucking year. It's already crazy. It's insane. I literally hate everybody. Yes, that's true. I hate everybody, and I'm gonna tell you why I hate everybody. I don't think I love anybody anymore because it's just that bad. It's just that bad. And I'm not just talking about in regular life because regular life is cool. I'm talking about in wrestling. Wrestling life is just completely dog shit and it's just become more and more dog shit just each day because people are just really, really insane. And I'm I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. So I'm just going to go ahead and start with the dispelling of rumors and start with talking about how dog shit you are, and then we could get back into some regular fun shit. Probably not fun shit because it's not even gonna be that damn fun. Let's just start. Let's just start from here. No, they did not sell. It's not over. It's not done. It's no sale. What? Oh my god! I thought they sold to Saudi Arabia. No, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't sell to Saudi Arabia. That was. I swear to God, that was the weirdest fucking thing that happened. Because it started off with somebody tweeting the eye emojis. Okay. Monster news coming out. If this is true, I can't believe it. It literally was two hours of motherfuckers talking about, oh my God, if this is true, I can't believe it. Wow, some monster news should be dropping tonight. And it went two hours. Everybody was literally sitting there going, the fuck does this mean? The fuck does this mean? What the fuck does this mean? Everybody just kept saying, what the fuck does this mean? And then it went. WWE sold to Saudi Arabia. And everybody was like, what? What? I can't believe that. Oh my God, if they sold to Saudi Arabia. And it was just like, it just went from immediately from this series of tweets that people just started saying, oh, they sold to Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia. And this is how you know that there's a bunch of dog shit journalists out there. And this, like, and I'm using that term very fucking loosely. Very fucking loosely. Because it's a bunch of dog shit journalists. Fucking Russell Talk went right to the fucking YouTube and created a video said, WWE sold to Saudi Arabia. Everybody start running with this. The fucking credible people. Here's how you know that people are just fucking diseased. Because they all went to just go, yeah, they sold to Saudi Arabia. Fucking the rest of the people were sitting there going, something doesn't seem right. Something doesn't seem right. Something does not seem right. No, they just went full on just, they sold to Saudi Arabia. Oh my God, I can't believe this. Why would they do this? Wrestlers are going to quit. Oh, this is it. It went into a whole complete uproar. And I'm just sitting there watching this. And I'm like, okay, I need some credibility. I need someone to say, Yes, this is happening. Yes, this is happening. I need somebody to say this. The funny part about this was it took six hours before somebody literally said, guys, this isn't happening. And when it happened, it was too late. And here's what I mean by too late. Not just because of the dog shit wrestling journalist that was like, no, we're going to jump on this story because it's quote unquote real. Here's why it was too late. And this is what I mean for everything else. It was too late because it affected the stock. It went right there because 
overnight, stocks are cold. Nobody's doing stock trading. No one's saying shit. What did you do when the first thing you woke up in the morning? Oh my God, I heard WWE sold to Saudi Arabia. Let me put some more money in the stock. You just raise up WWE's price from being a $6 billion company to now being a fucking $9 billion company because you raised the stock up way too high because you thought the sale was already happening. Now, the next investor who is going to buy this company has to look at it like, what is the company worth? They have to go buy what's on the stock because it's a publicly traded company. The stocks went so high up that it's like, okay, now you just added another billion onto the sale. Which, if I'm sitting there and I'm fucking Disney, I'm going, oh, like we could have got this for cheap, y'all. Like you just ran the price up. So in my mind, now I'm going, okay, that is, we're all like, okay, maybe it's because it's Vince McMahon, like he wants to be still in power. And then I'm thinking, maybe every time I say something like this, and I always say Vince McMahon is a fucking genius, I always go back to like, he's a cerebral genius. And it's like, maybe he was like, no, nah, fuck it, I'm gonna release this story and raise the price up. Maybe he still is going with Saudi Arabia, but like like I said, they're still in the running. But maybe he was like, maybe there's a reason I can say this and get everybody all hyped up and jack up the stock price to give me more money. Hmm, maybe that's my thinking. Like if I was a billionaire and I did some shit like that, That'd be great. Like, I would do that. Like, I would do that. I don't know if that's true with Vince. I don't know. It could be. It could be. But I believe he's he's probably thinking the other thing of, I still want to be in power, so I'm going to sell to Saudi Arabia. But here's the problem. There's more stuff that's coming out. So that day, earlier in the day, Stephanie McMahon says, I'm done. I'm fucking resigning. So everybody is like, oh my God, did Vince kick her out? Did Vince fire her? And then it was brought back to attention like, hey, she was already going to take some time away. Now she's fully taking the time away after Vince is back in power. I was like, okay, that kind of makes sense. But then we get the report that Stephanie and Triple H said no to a deal that was in place while they were there. It was like, hmm, why did they stop a deal that was in place while they were there? Why would they stop a deal from happening, the selling of the company while they were there? And it's like, so now it's like starting to play out was like, hmm, maybe this Saudi Arabia deal was in place and they said no and stopped that. But now that she's gone, everybody's like, maybe that's why it's happening. Like, these are just conspiracy theories. I'm not saying that it's happening. But then it starts to come out with like, nah, there's only like four suitors for this company. And Saudi Arabia is one of them, but there's other people. It's like, okay. And then the funny part was like, I, like the fucking fuck me up was like, people all of a sudden was like, oh my God, Disney might buy WWE. And I'm like, did y'all not hear the podcast like months ago when I said I was being vague because like if you know if you just listen if you're an actual listener to the podcast and like understand what I'm saying and I say something vaguely and just like 
throw it out there. Like, it's knowledge of me knowing, and I'm just saying it vaguely, just like, yeah, just hinting at it. You'll be like, all right, yeah, no, I understand. I got it, blah, blah, blah. Fine. People literally did not understand that when I vaguely said that Disney was looking to buy WWE. And it's like, what the fuck is weird? Like, what the fuck? Like, why would Disney do that? And I'm like, dude, like, that was, that was plans. Like, months ago, Disney even said that they would buy it. So then they was like, wait, but what about Universal? Universal is the only, like, I don't know if anybody even pays attention because they don't. Universal is the only people who tend to actually gain from buying this company because they lose more money having somebody else buy this company. So if Universal does not buy WWE, I don't know what what their plans are because if they lose WWE somehow, they lose so much more money than they ever would think of. I know people are like, what, WWE doesn't bring in that much money. The only reason USA still exists, not even joking, is because of WWE. If Raw wasn't on USA, fucking USA would not exist. It would not exist at all. It'd be gone. So, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you actually pay attention to, like, stuff that's happening behind the scenes, you'd be like, oh, well, Universal is definitely the one. And it's like, that's exactly what, like, I've been saying. Like, it's Universal, but Disney is stepping up saying, yo, we we might take a shot at this. And, like, throwing it on ESPN is, like, a fucking no-brainer. But then you tie it in with, like, ABC. You do tribute to the troops on, like, an ABC one day, and people will be like, oh, shit, wrestling's on ABC? Like, that's one of the biggest networks in the world. It's like, the fuck? Like, how the fuck did that get here? Like, that like that immediately, like, I don't give a fuck what you think about anything that WWE does. They solidify themselves with Disney. Like, you can never say anything about... That can be dog shit wrestling, dog shit, like, stories, whatever. No one can ever say anything about WWE ever again because it's WWE wrestling. That's it. There's no other thing. It's just WWE. That's it. Like, they 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 solidify themselves with Disney. It's like, it's a no-brainer. You will never say anything. Then it comes out with, oh my God, Tony Khan and Chad Khan are trying to buy WWE. And I literally see brain-dead, moronic, smooth brain idiots just jump onto this and go oh my god I can't wait for Tony to buy WWE it makes so much sense and I'm like this is exactly last podcast I had a whole rant before I ended the podcast about the same exact thing and you guys did not listen because you are just brain dead and you're like no this would be so great it'll be another monopoly period all over again but everybody's like, no, this would be great. And I am in my sick, chaotic mode. Yes, do it. Fucking buy it. Buy it. Let's, let's watch you burn everything to the ground. Do it. I want this just, like, I want this just for chaos. I want this to happen just for chaos. This is my sick, twisted, chaotic thing that I want Tony Khan to buy this just for chaos. Just to watch people just turn and just just verbally just like just die because the thing that you want the love becomes the thing that you hate watch and you just you just will you will do it to yourselves 
because you're championing this. Like, oh my God, this is great. And I said this, I want this just out of chaos. Like out of normalcy, I don't want anything like this to ever happen again. But out of chaos, the chaos that I'm feeling in my heart for all of you is I want this for you. I want this to make you suffer because you deserve it because you asked for this. So you should suffer your actions. You asked for it, so you get it. So I believe that my, my thoughts are, I'm with Tony and Shad because I want chaos. That's not what's gonna happen, but I want chaos. So I'm with them. I want them to buy WWE. I want you people to suffer. Like it's not gonna affect me in the least because I'm gonna be content either way. But I want you people to suffer because it's going to start off very happy. Everybody's going to be happy, cheering. Yay, they killed WWE. We killed WWE. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, Tony owns everything and he's got, he's got this. One year later. Oh, fuck AAW. Yo, I wish it was another wrestling company. Man, fuck this. This shit sucks. Because it's going to happen. Tony can't book a fucking women's division and you're telling me, oh yeah, he could book a whole nother show. He can't book fucking Ring of Honor. Oh, he could book a whole nother show. No, fuck you. Like, he can't do, he can only do a certain amount of things. It's right there. You can see it every week. It's a certain amount of things. And trust me, it's growing stale because I see the reactions and I see the way that people get received. It's growing stale. So don't tell me that like him grabbing WWE is going to change the game. It's going to change the world. It is going to change it. It's going to change it right back to 2001. We're going right back to Monopoly. Yep. And I hate Monopoly. I don't like playing that shit or nothing. That shit is garbage. I hate Monopoly. So I don't want to see that happen again. But all of you want that. You want that. So yeah, go ahead. Let's do it. Let's, let's have that fun. Let's have that for. So, Renegade, yep. to you, what questions do you have with this sale of WWE? What do you want to know about the sale of WWE? What do you want to know what's going to happen? What do you want to know that's going on that is currently moving pieces in WWE right now? To be honest with you, nothing. Everything you said, you laid it all on the table. Everything is understandable. So, I got it all. Like, I, I understood. Um... Yeah, like, why do people want Tony to get this shit, though? Like, that's, that's like, a, not a question, but you know. Like, what the fuck? Dude, like, I don't know. And the funny part was, like, soon as I seen it online, like, my immediate, like, my immediate thought was, like, did you guys not learn anything? And I'm watching people, like, I'm reading the comments on, like, every social media. I'm reading the comments, like, Tony and Shad Khan might buy WWE and I'm reading every comment under there and everybody's going, yo, I can't wait to, like, they need to buy WWE and, like, everybody is championing this and I'm like, are you guys okay? Like, are you really okay? And I'm I'm reading down and I'm looking for, like, same takes every now and then I see, like, one or two people going, you know that this is the same shit that WWE did and, like, I literally see somebody, when they called it out, was like you fucking mark like, they're like, you fucking mark your fucking WWE shield. Like, this would be best for wrestling. And it's like, did you really just say it would be best for wrestling? Like, I understand people call 
like a lot of WWE fans base themselves. And it's like, well, you guys are Tony advocates because you guys are literally anything that Tony does, it's like greatest thing in the world. It's gold. It's like, yeah, and it's like, it's not. He does put out some good wrestling. Yes, he does. Like, there are some great wrestling shit, and we're going to talk about it in a few seconds. There's some great shit that goes on, mm-hmm. but he's not the god of fucking wrestling. No. And, it, like, that's what fucking bothers me. It's like, everything that he does, it's like, he can't do any wrong. He can't do any wrong. He can't do any wrong. And it's like, when you call out him doing wrong, you're a hater. That's the problem. Like, this is the problem, and I hate this. It's like, you people are so jaded by what you want. Like, you don't understand when people are trying to make points and just trying to correct you. Instead, you're like, no, you're hating. It's like, that's not what's happening. You're like fucking Republicans. Like, you're fucking Republicans. Like, anytime somebody says something, it's like, yo, this is, like, this shouldn't be this way. You're like, no, you're fucking liberal. You're an idiot. Fucking libtard. Like, you feel like you feel like you're attacked just because somebody criticized something it's like are you just that idiotic and people don't see it because they're in it like i believe if like 90 percent of these people took a step back and looked at what the fuck was going on they would be like hmm maybe we are just like the people that we despise like maybe we really are maybe we're just dis disconnected mirror images it's just so stupid like it's just so fucking idiotic it's like why do people not understand that everything that you pretend to hate you are and when someone calls you out for it it's like no we have a fucking problem it's like you shouldn't have a fucking problem like you're literally just doing this to yourselves like shut the fuck up like this is your problem yeah you're being just like everybody else like just like just take a step back and be literal. Just like be like just a literal fan. Just be like, all right, fuck it. I'm a fan of all wrestling, not a fan of a company. Like, like I've talked about the Sasha stands. You guys are AEW stands, and that's just annoying as fuck. It's like it's fucking annoying, and you just act like nothing is wrong. It's like nah, like nah. We're just completely like we're normal. It's like no, you're not. You're not fucking normal. Like, I see some of the shit that you say. Like, somebody literally, like, somebody literally wanted fucking Triple H to die because he signed somebody that they wanted to come to fucking AEW, the Dragon League thing. They wanted, they wanted Triple H's pacemaker to fucking stop working. And it's like, how are you this evil when you say that WWE fans are this evil, it's like, how are you this evil? It's so demonic. That's evil as shit. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's so demonic. Dude, wrestling, like, brings out the worst in humans. And I... Mm-hmm. I sometimes get fucking angry, but sometimes I just get fucking excited to watch the barbaric idiocy of the normal human being just, like, totally be completely brain dead. It's like, oh my god, you guys are just insane. And also, I want to point out this thing, which like, this is nothing against Saudi Arabia, but this is against every fucking wrestling fan that says this. And like, I want you to stand in this pool just because. 
Like every time you talk about Saudi Arabia and you say blood money, like, oh, it's that blood money, it's that blood money, it's that blood money. Look at what they're doing, look at how they're doing this to that and this. And they're beheading people and all of this. And it's like, have you ever looked in the mirror? Have you ever looked in the mirror and seen the shit that we do? Have you ever seen the shit that we do? We're just as bad, but nine times as worse. We're pretending to be the world's police when we're taking over the world? You're telling me that we're not that bad? You're just saying that because there's somebody that you don't like, and you're like, nah, I don't like them, so it's blood money over there. When the literal fucking president drone strike the fucking hospital, and you're like, nah, I see nothing wrong with that. I see nothing wrong with that. They, they deserved it. None of them people deserved it. But you want to just say, oh, blood money, blood money, blood money, when we're doing worse. <laughs> so just like, just next time you want to say something bad about Saudi Arabia, like, I can't believe that, I can't believe that WWE's getting in bed with them because of that. It's like, Doug, you're walking on soil built off the backs of slaves, and you're telling me that they're doing stuff that's worse than this. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You, you're xenophobic. It's fine. We know. We know. It's fine. Just just stand in it next time. Just stand in it next time. Just say just say who you are instead of pretending to be this righteous hero of wrestling and say, oh, I can't believe that they're doing that when everything, every time we do a tribute to the troops, it's the same thing. It's disgusting. It's fucking disgusting. The troops are going over there killing little kids. And you're talking about them. Our troops, our troops, our US troops are going over there killing little kids. Just black, 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 right in the face. Yep. And then they're coming home to no fucking health care. And they can't fucking get that shit out of their fucking heads. And they want to take their own lives. But you still want to talk about blood money in Saudi Arabia. Because you don't understand what's going on over there. It's like, no, I'm going to talk bad about them, but... We're doing the same shit at home. I don't understand. Like, I, I went too far off the path because I'm too angry and I, I need to bring it back to wrestling. But like, Jesus Christ, this is, you guys, you guys are assholes. So I'm going to bring it back to wrestling. And we're going to talk about AEW, Dynamite. Biggest Dynamite for 2023 so far. Because 2023 just started. Yeah. It's the biggest dynamite of 2023. And I don't want to hear anybody talk about, oh, they moved so many tickets. They moved so many tickets. They did this. They did that. They did not move as many tickets as you guys keep talking about because I actually had a friend that went there. And they went to the LA show the, the time before and it was like, yeah, it was like 1,400 people there. This time it was only 8,000. And they barely got that. It's like, okay, that's the thing. And I'm not gonna say, not gonna say that the rating was up because, oh, the show was so great that the rating was up. I'm gonna tell you exactly why the rating was higher than the ratings have been in the last six months. I'm gonna tell you exactly why. You wanna know why? Why? Because the crew was watching. The Sasha stands were watching because they thought she was going to show up. 
Not because the show was great. They were watching because they thought she was going to show up. That's the only reason it rose up to the number that it got. It was close to a million, but people are like, oh, look, see, AEW's back because of this. And it's like, no. They were only watching because of one thing, and I know that they were watching because I seen my timeline sitting there only waiting for this. And then when it didn't happen, they literally was like, now I'm turning this shit off. Like, I'm going now. It's like, <laughs> and you could watch that minute by minute breakdown. It's like right after the women's match, it just went back to the normal number. And it's like, okay, well, that shows you what the fuck happened. So guaranteed not to make that number next week. They're probably not. And I know somebody sitting there like, oh, you're hating on AEW, hating on AEW. No, like I said, I am going to, I criticize like I criticize. I'm not going to sit there and just like be like, oh, no, no. Like everything's fine. Everything's fine. No, I'm criticizing like I criticize. And like 90% of, 90% of the fucking quote unquote wrestling journalists will not say this shit because they want to seem like, oh, no, AEW's like the coolest thing ever. Like fuck WWE. And it's like, no, like standing in truth and everything get criticized across the board. Because, like, like I said, WWE does dumb shit, and like, I criticize the shit out of that. I'm criticizing the shit out of AEW, but I'm also talking about shit that everybody else just sweeps under the fucking rug and acts like it didn't happen. It's like, no, shit is happening. Shit needs to change up, and shit needs to change up fast. So that's, that's it. Yeah. So Dynamite started out with Hangman versus Moxley. You, you know why I like this? Why wow. I like this so much? Because when this, when the fucking bell rung, it wasn't like, oh, we about to have a match. Hangman threw off his shit was like, no, bitch, we're fighting. Like, they, just, shit. <laughs> they just went the fuck at it. They yep. were going at it. I was like, oh, this is, this is good. This is really good. Uh-huh. And then... In the match, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe this is the first time this actually happened in the ring. Moxley hit the Death Rider on Hangman, and Hangman kicked out. Yeah, yeah. At least in AEW, like yes. I don't know, I don't know anywhere else, but at least in AEW. Yes. And I was like, oh shit, he actually kicked out because when he hit it, I was like, oh, he's done, he's done, it's over, the match is over. He kicked out. I was like, oh, okay. I like that. That was an extra spot there. I like that. Mm-hmm. And then, oh my God, Hangman hits the buckshot lariat, knocks Moxley out, one, two, three. And then after the match, I knew that this happened. As soon as he hit him with the clothesline, I knew this was going to happen. I'm like, no, Moxley has a concussion. Wow, this is... <laughs> Like this, because this is part of the story. It's gonna lead to, like I said, a last man standing. This is part of the story. It makes sense. You did say that, yeah, true, true. Like so, I was like excited for that. I was like, great. It's perfect. Yes. So, this next part was fucking great because, first off, I knew that they were gonna interview MJF. So I knew that that was coming, and they said later on we're, we're going to interview MJF. So when Tony Schiavone got in the ring and said, 
this next interview gives me no pleasure. So in my mind, I'm already like, okay, if MJF is going to be later, who the fuck is, oh my God, no, this can't be. Then the lights went down. And then it's, you know it's all about the... And I was like, oh my God, Steve Dorsey is back. <laughs> I'm glad you thought about that because like, like, I thought it was MJF. <laughs> no, I didn't think about I, it. Because like they said, it's going to be later. The MJF interview is later. Yeah. And like, soon as they said later, and the next thing was like this, he's like, somebody that I hate. I was like, I got it. Got it. It makes it's sense. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and when he got in that ring, he started talking. And like he said, I got some good news and bad news. Immediately, I already knew what the fucking bad news was. I'm like, yeah. oh, I know what the bad news is. I know exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he started talking about his concussion and talking about how bad it was and how he couldn't sleep and how he couldn't go on rides. Now, this to like a normal wrestling fan, normal wrestling fan, they were like, oh my God, this, like your life must have been so rough without wrestling. And this must have been so bad. And I'm just like, I don't know if you're lying or not. And I know people are like, what the fuck do you mean you don't know if he's lying or not? You know why I say I don't know if he's lying or not? Why? Because I don't get to see, like, I've never seen that side of him. Because every day that I have seen him since he's been gone, yes, that's right, I've seen him every day. Because he streams every day. And every day, he's just sitting there just playing video games, getting into it with his community, just being the nice and sweetest person, playing original soundtracks from video games, and just talking about how happy he is to be playing games. I'm like, guys, I'm just so happy. And just the nicest, sweetest person. And like, for a lot of people, they miss him, but like, because like, he's streaming and we have this special contact with him, it's like, we don't miss him because it's like, he's right there. Yeah. Yes, we want him to be all right, but the thing is, like, the wrestling fans, like, they don't know that he's all right. To us, seeing him every day streaming and just, like, talking and being, like, interacting with us is like, no, he's all right. He's all right. He's all right as a human. We see him every day, so we know that he's fine. We know that he's okay. And that brings us more comfort than, like, a wrestling fan not seeing him knowing, like, oh, wonder how Adam Cole's doing. I wonder how he's doing. But seeing him, seeing Chugs stream every day, it's like, oh, every time he's on, it's like, oh, he's okay. Like, he's fine. And then you go in the room and you just see him and just like this great spirit. And you're like, oh, he's fine. He's like, he's he's alive. He's there. Like, I get to see him and I know that he's okay. So this wasn't a big shock to me, like in sadness that he was gone. So like, that never crossed my mind. It was like, no, we get to see him every day, so we know that he's fine. Like, he's fine. Fuck it. Honestly, that's like, kind of inspiring, though. Like, the way he kept his head up throughout all this shit, you know? Yes. Yes. It did find out that he was actually going through this, like, made me go, damn, that's fucked up. Like, he concealed that from everybody that he's close with, mm -hmm. especially us. It's like, goddamn, like, this, like, that's fucking crazy. He's good people. Yes. And then he said, He's back. That's the good news. The bad news is for the AEW locker room. Is he's back and everybody lost their shit. So 
Yeah, I'm I'm glad he I'm glad he's back. Evidently he's a face though. Like I'll yeah. address that later, like with something else, because like that kind of confuses a story that they had implemented before. But I'll talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what talk storyline you're talking about, but Yeah. <laughs> but we'll get to that in a second. Yes. So then we had the acclaim. And the acclaim, like everybody was literally sitting on pins and needles because like day before we heard about the Saudi Arabia thing, and you're like, oh, he's gonna say some lies about Vince and Saudi Arabia, and that, that's gonna have a thing. And it's like, no, they just said they're gonna get a star on the walk of fame. That's what they said. That, that's what they said. And that was it. You think they're actually gonna get that? <laughs> I don't know because I heard the spoilers for Rampage and here's the thing about that spoiler that I heard from about the acclaim that fucked me up was for the first time ever Max Caster froze. Like I'm not even joking they said he went to go do the rap and he froze. Mm. Like he just froze up and then he was like he was like yo can, can we do this again? And they started over and like the fans start chanting, you fucked up, you fucked up. But, like, this was the first time he ever froze, like, doing a rap. And it was like, oh, wow. Like, I, I, I don't know what that was about, but he froze. Okay, that's weird. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So then we had The Firm versus Jungle Hook. And... The whole premise of this match was like a lot of people were waiting for this one spot of like, okay, Morrissey's gonna get suplex. Morrissey's gonna get suplex. And we were waiting, we were waiting. We knew it was gonna happen, and he did. He did. Hook suplexed the shit out of him. To give a visual, it was a T-bone suplex at that, which is way more harder for someone his size. Yes. Now this is what this next segment is like what fucks me up because like I saw a lot of people online talk about this guy I don't know who he is he won a golden globe he's some I think he's a comedian or something I don't know who the fuck he is so I'm just like his name is something similar to like Dan Housen's name or some shit I don't know who he is and I know people are like wow you're supposed to be like I have no fucking idea who he is I'm not gonna pretend like oh I know who the fuck this guy is I don't know who this guy is. Like, I'm not. I'm not even gonna be that way. I I don't know who the guy is. I was so, hoping you would, because I had no idea either. <laughs> no, I had no fucking idea what this dude was. I was like, I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> so, then Orange Cassidy and the best friends seem like they're back together, and it's like, oh, okay, well, that's fun. I don't trust it. I don't trust it even because, like, if you look at Trick and fucking Chucky. They don't look the same. They don't look... It's something off about them. It's one Especially, of those, like, you're uncomfortable to be around somebody type of thing. Yeah, and it's it feels like something is off. Because, like, when Chucky walked into the screen, I looked at him with his hair and his glasses and his beard, and I'm like, you don't look the same. And then I saw Trent, and it's like, something's off with Trent. 
Like, you can just see, like, they're going to even turn on Orange or something's going to happen. It's like, it's not normal. Like, this isn't normal. Evil best friends, I, I guess. <laughs> I'll be okay with that. Yeah. So then we had Takeshita. Takeshita comes out, and then here comes Midwell Jacob Freeman. I don't know people. I know people are gonna be like, "What? Why is he mid? Because he's a champion, dude." Like I saw an actual criticism of him online, and was like, "You know what? I kind of agree with you." The person was like, "Dude." Ever since MJF won that title, he's been fucking mid. I'm like, you know what? I kind of believe you. I kind of agree with you. Because this promo he cut with Takeshka was like, it was just stupid. It was stupid. It was pointless. And it's like, you're not even funny. Like, nothing about this was funny. Like, and I was like, why did you do this? Like, why was this? I don't know. It, it was stupid, like you said. Yeah, it was so stupid. It didn't like he, he thought, like he thought that he fucking riled up the crowd, but like half the crowd was like, dog, like this shit. Like, you're not even, you're not even as good as you was. And I know people are like, wait a minute, you guys said this before, and then like all of a sudden you guys were like thinking he was cool. Because MJF, I feel like he goes in cycles now. He gets really hot, then he just gets really cold. Then he gets really hot again, then he goes cold again. So now he's back at the cold when he should be hot. I feel like he's going to be cold for a minute, but he's a champion. Like, certain people are better off as a challenger than they are the champion. Yes, and that's ridiculous because, like... Moxley wasn't that when he was champion. Hangman wasn't that when he was champion. So well, like, well, Moxley was not that here, but he was that in WWE. Yeah, in WWE, yes. Here, he's like had thirty six runs and uh-huh. like he's been good at all. Of them. Yes, but like MJF is just like it's it's just not clicking with me. I feel like it's the same thing as before. It's like. It's something that was supposed to happen a long time ago, and it finally happened, and it didn't deliver. Yeah, I agree. So then we get Danielson versus Takeshka. And it's like, okay, good match, good match. But halfway through halfway through the match, the crowd immediately switches to, we want Takeshka to win. And it's like... You know that he's not going to win because of the story, <laughs> so why are we cheering for him? Like, what the fuck? That would have been was, hilarious if they went that route. It would have been, like, but it was so weird. It's like the crowd knew that Brian had to win the fight MJF, but they're like, no, we want to catch him to win. It's like, <laughs> that's not how this story works. Nope. And the funny thing, this is, another, this is another one of the Tony Khan things that I'm kind of mad at. You see how over Takeshita is where they're like, we don't give a fuck about the story. We just want him to win. And Takeshita is not going to get a win for a while. It's like, you you should have him win against somebody. They're like, nah, fuck it. He's just, he's just a storyline thing. And it's like, this is what I'm talking about with some of the shit from Tony Khan. It's like, you have hot people and you're just like, nah, we're just going to chill them off. 
Because he could, he could make a good TNT champion, in my opinion. Yeah, he could he could do a lot, but it's like, nah, I'm just gonna let him cool off. Like the fans are in love with him. He's super over, and they're like, nah, like we're gonna do him just like Warlow. And it's like once you do that, you just you just burn the person out to the fans, and it's like, eh, nobody gives a fuck. That that's the bad part here. And I know people are like, no, no, no. It's this is a great company. And like, do you see some of the flaws? Because like, this is one of the flaws here. Yeah. And then fucking Juice Robinson. And I'm rock hard. And it's like <laughs> his, his voice. Like, okay, when he was just normal Juice Robinson, his voice was okay. Now that he's evil Juice Robinson and he's always talking about rock hard, it just doesn't come across because his voice just does not match his evilness. He's like, I'm rock out! He's like, all right, dude, stop, stop, stop. Oh, we get it. Just stop. He's annoying. Like, what the fuck? Not too many people yes. annoy me, but he annoys me. Yes. So, then, Tony Storm comes out right after that. Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> oh, I, for, I forgot to say that Juice challenged Darby Allen for no reason. That was weird. But yeah, Tony Storm comes out. And you look like a lot of you not. This was like one of the worst things that you could do. Tony Storm comes out. You look at her face. She's just like, I don't want to be here. Like, it's just one of those fucking weird things. Where it's like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. Like, like she was mad as shit. Yeah, I was like, oh, she's losing. Like, that's it. immediately, like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, she's losing. So then Soraya came out. It's like, okay. Then she kind of put on a little smile, but I'm like, nah, you're losing. You're losing. That's what's happening. And then the killer and the pillar come out in red and white. Why did I say that they came out in red and white? I mean, You'll find out soon. So, we get the match. The match is going on. Tag match. Half of the fans at home are just all sitting there waiting for Mercedes. They're waiting for something to happen to Tony so Mercedes can get the match. They're waiting. They're waiting. They're waiting. I'm like, nothing has happened. And then here comes Hikaru Shida. In red! Hmm. That's weird. Huh. I literally, as soon as that happened, I was like, huh, red tie. <laughs> so the match is going on. The match is going on. And like, I saw half of my timeline go, oh my God, Sheeta's here. She's going to take out Tony. And then Mercedes is coming. I'm like, dude, that's not happening. Just shut the fuck up. Just, just chill out. So they're going, they're going. Sheeta brings down her kinder stick in Rick Baker and Tony Storm both get knocked out, laying in the middle of the ring. She did, did this is how you know that she's a true heel. Because she did one of the tropes that only heels would do. Do slide the thing in and don't look. Slide in the fucking kindle stick, turn her back. And it's like, come on, man. Come on. You did that on purpose. You did it on purpose. You slid it in and then turn your back. Only heels do that. Yep. And then Brett fucked Tony up. And Jamie got the pin. It was like, 
pro. It's like you you fucked up your team. It didn't. Dibby was like, oh, like I fucked up. Get yeah, her face, her face, like <gasps> one of those. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yep. So then in the building, the lights go down. Everybody thought it was Mercedes. It's like, oh, and then it went to the rampage spoilers, and everybody's like, boom. <laughs> that was hilarious. So they have Ortiz and in fucking Kingston. This fucking made me go, dude, I hate you. I hate you. Because Eddie Kingston goes, you think I'm with them? See, look, I got us the match. It's like, that didn't change anything. Even fucking Ortiz was like, that didn't change anything. I still don't believe you're not with them. He's like, but I got, I got us the match. So what do you want us to do? He's like, what do you mean what do you want us to do? Like, nothing. Like, what? Like, tell me that you're not with them. No, I got us the best. Isn't that good enough for you? I'm like, I hate you. Like, like fucking put his body at ease. You're like, no, I just got us the best so we can fight them. And Ortiz was like, all of this cryptic shit keeps going on. Just like, give me, like, even Ortiz said, just give me a sign that, like, we're together. He's like, I got us the best. It's good enough. And then he just walks off and it's like, you did nothing. <laughs> Like, I was so mad at Eddie. It was like, you should have just said something to, like, calm him down. Eddie just said, no, I got us the match. That's good enough. It just left. I'm like, like, the the one line that got me was, like, dog, you know me. Like, and Ortiz was like, yeah, I know you. That's why I need reassurance. (laughs) He just wouldn't give it to him. He just kept going. It's like, bro, just... Like, I really wanted, I wanted Eddie to just say something. And Eddie was like, no, I got us the match. That's good enough. Like, that's <laughs> not it. I'm so fucked up. <laughs> Here's the issue. Uh-huh. It, at this point, it's too obvious to be Eddie. So it's not Eddie. <laughs> yes. That is so fucking great. Yeah. So then we get the Jericho Jerkoff Society coming out in gold jackets. And Jericho mentions, we were just at PWG. And everybody there, because they're from LA and PWG is usually in Cali, they're like, yay, PWG mentioned. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I would have liked it if you was in a different city and didn't say that you went to PWG, which is like a great thing. And I'd be like, oh shit, like everybody would be like, huh? But like you're <laughs> there in LA and everybody's like, oh, we know what that is. They would be like, what the fuck is that? Yes. So then we had Andretti and fucking Ricky Starks come out. And Ricky Starks did nothing but destroy the JAS on the mic. He just destroyed the shit out of him. This was, this was so fucking... Like, a lot of this shit was so funny because it was so stupid. Like, fucking... <laughs> Danny Garcia goes, he said something to fucking Andretti about being older than him, which he's actually younger than actually Andretti. I'm like, dog, like that made no fucking sense. <laughs> and then for some reason, they go, I see your balls in your shorts, Ricky. And it's like, why did you point that out? That had nothing to do with no it's like, what is happening? It was so random. Then they start talking about fucking 
Sammy Guevara and his girlfriend. Like, I lie to you not. I feel like they just called her a whore like so many fucking times without calling her a whore. I'm like, dude, like so I, many times. Like, I was so like, what the fuck? It was so fucked up. And then they insulted Jake Hager in his comeback. His comeback was I like this hat. Like, what the fuck? He just caught you stupid. And your, your comeback is I like this hat? That's the only thing he knows how to say. Yeah, yeah he really is stupid if that's your comeback. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck happened? By the way, they brought it back to WWE talking about his lisp. Yes. <laughs> but the funny part is, like, it's always been there. And, like, this is like, no, nah, we're just going to talk about it now. Yeah. What the fuck? It was so crazy. So, then we get to the main event. And so, I, okay, so, there's people talking about this is the greatest best of seven that they ever seen. And in 10 years, we're going to look back on this and be like, oh my God, I can't believe we were getting this on free TV. Like, it was so special. And I'm like, I don't know if, like, I'm be honest here. I'm just be honest. Throw this out there and just say this. I don't know if I'm a young buck hater or, like, this is really truly how I feel. But, like, I didn't see this as, like, some amazing fucking thing that has happened in, like, in years from now is going to be the greatest thing that ever seen. I don't see the Young Bucks as that. Like, and I know people are like, they're the greatest time team. I love them. And it's like, I don't see them as this. Like, I really don't, like, I don't see them as this. Like, I was literally talking to somebody. Like, I was literally trying to date this girl. And, like, she's a wrestling fan. And I'm trying to talk to her. And, like, we're having these amazing conversations. And, like, she says, yo, I love the Young Bucks. And I'm like, I, I don't. I'm like, I, I think they're hacky and shit. And like, we literally had a falling out because it's like, she was like, no, they're the greatest tag team. Like, they do so they do so much and they're amazing. I'm like, no, they're not. Like, I've seen other shit that's just as good as that. And we had a falling out over that. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, they're not that great. Like, I don't understand why people say that they're like, they changed the game, they did this. I'm like, I don't, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. Wow. Personally. Yeah, I, I don't fucking I don't fucking think so. And like I know that like when I see their matches, I just go, Ugh. but like I said, I don't think that these matches are so like so great. This match was good. Like I'm not gonna lie, this match was good, but I'm not like saying that oh the young bucks are like the greatest tag team ever, they're the greatest this, they're the greatest that. No, I'm not saying that because I don't think that. I'm entitled to my own fucking opinion and like that's my fucking opinion. I don't think they're great. Like fuck, I don't care. Yeah, I agree with you. Like this match was good, but it wasn't great. You know. Yeah. The series itself was good, but not great. You know? Yeah, but like it's- I've been hearing people talk about how great this is. And then one thing that also pisses me off is like how everybody, well not everybody, certain people go Nick Jackson is the greatest wrestler to ever grace a ring. And it's like, like how do you like how do you fix your mouth to even say that? 
Like, and I'm not just talking about a tag team. Like, how do you fix your mouth to say that? And I know that you're like, I know people be like, oh, it's like their ring psychology and shit like that. And it's like, I can't say that. I can't say, I can't say that they're like the greatest ring psychologist and all of that. I can't say that. Like, I cannot say that. Like, I can say that for Kenny. I can't say that he's like the greatest, but I can say he's one of the best. Uh-huh. Like one of the best up there top five, especially after that fucking match with him and Osprey, where like they did little shit in the match that was just like, oh, oh, where you had to like if you didn't catch it on the first time, you had to go back and rewatch it and go, ooh, that was from that. That was a callback to that. That tied into something way back here. Oh my god, that tied in the way back in the way back machine when that happened. Oh my God, I can't believe they called back to that spot that happened six years ago in something that neither one of them were in. Oh my God, I can't believe they referred to Dakota Bushi. I can't believe they referred to Will Ospreay being the chosen one. Like, it was so many callbacks in that. And we're like, oh my God, this match is better than, like, better than you thought. And like, oh my God, like, oh wow, this. Then maybe Kenny is really one of those guys. As far as the Bucks, I don't see it. I don't see it. Yeah, Kenny truly has that ring psychology. Like, I don't think when people say ring psychology, they don't understand what they're actually saying. Like, the storytelling of it and whatnot, you know? Exactly. Where, like, is like, you know, I'll give the devil his dude, Nick, Nick Jackson, like, he's good at the flippy stuff. He's just not good at telling a story with it in my in my humble honest opinion I'm not being a hater or whatever honestly Phoenix is better than him at it oh of course 100% in my opinion yeah oh 100% I, I think Phoenix is way better than him yeah so this match had a lot of fucking wild spots and one spot that like fucked me up supremely was Kenny jumping over the fucking rope trying to hit somebody on a table and literally just tabled himself. I'm like, <laughs> you mad man. <laughs> Dude, like when that happened, I lost it. I was like, you fucking madman. Why did you do that? Why was that okay? And he did it. And the bad part is like as soon as he got up, the first thing he was doing was holding his ribs. And I'm like, oh my god. Is he hurt? So, like, at first I thought, okay, this is part, like, this is just part of the story. This is part of the story. He's doing storytelling. And then, after that, like, later on in the match, he's still fucking holding his ribs, and you're like, are you okay? Like, is this real? Then he decided to go, you know what? I'm not as crazy as you think I am. And I was like, okay, Kenny, you're not as crazy as I think. I'm way more insane because I couldn't do the one-week age off of his fucking ladder on the ring. Like, no! That that looked at fucking, like, I'll use your term, insane. Like, what the fuck? It was. It's like, oh my god, Kenny, you fucking psycho. Yes. Yes. Like, like, that's why this match was good, because, like, just some of those spots, it's like, what the fuck? This is really fucking good. That honestly probably was my, my favorite spot, the, the one-wing angel off the ladder. Yeah, yeah, mine too. 
But then the Elite got the title. So now the Elite are now the trios champion once again. Good on them. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I mean, <laughs> whatever. But that was dynamite. So, let's spin over to New Japan news. Oh, wait. Like, because I forgot like the whole thing I was supposed to say and whatever, right? So, mm-hmm. like, the whole Adam Cole thing. Remember, mm-hmm. when he had um, Red Dragon and whatever, which they're no longer things, so I, I guess that's why they're going this route and mm-hmm. whatever. Like, he betrayed the Bucks. So, but right mm-hmm. now, he's a face. And they're faces. So... You know, I guess they threw out this storyline. Like, everybody forgot about it. I know you did it, obviously. You know. Okay, so there are reasons that they had to throw this out. Because he doesn't have anybody. Yeah. She's gone. And Kyle O'Reilly may or may not be back. Because Kyle O'Reilly even tweeted. He was like, his neck should have been healed. But because of his condition, his neck did not heal the way it was supposed to heal. And he's like... It's taking longer, and he's more fucked up than he should have been. Okay. So, like, I think that's one of the reasons that this is, like, completely scrapped, because Cole has nobody. And also, like, this, to be honest, they should have done, like, the murder of Adam Cole, like, revision of, like, oh, we really did fuck you up, and that should have happened, but concussion and everything, like, if you look at this, and this is once again one of the problems I have with Tony Khan, everything was jammed into this one small little blip of time, and because of everything that was surrounded by that whole entire situation, it all spun out into nothingness. Like, all of these great stories that should have been told spun out into nothingness because you jammed everything into one small little ball that went nowhere. Like, Everything just got slammed into this little ball and was like, oh, now we're a year later and none of this shit fucking matters. Not because it got resolved, because none of this shit even came close to being a story. That's yeah. the bad part. It's, it's fucking insane. But yeah, that happened. But yeah, like that's why it's not happening because those guys are out and those other guys are in and that's it. I mean, hopefully they reunite or something. Uh, probably. And as far as FTR, FTR says they're taking the next few months off. Dax, this came from Dax's mouth. This wasn't from no third party source. This was from Dax directly. Said me and Cash are taking the next couple of months off. We talked to Tony Khan. He agreed to it. It's fine. But. Our contracts do come up in April. And it's like, we're taking enough time off to where April comes up, we're done with the company probably. He said, and if we do sign a contract, our next contract is our last. I'm 38. I don't want to keep wrestling for the rest of my life. I'm done. So that's the status of FTR. We don't know what's up for them. Okay. And like, to be honest, like I feel like because of the whole... WWE in flux of selling and like people don't know if Vince McMahon is going to get back into creative and stuff like that a lot of people who are going to go back to WWE are sitting back going 
I'm going to wait to see how all of this plays out before I make a decision on going, hey, I'm going back to WWE. And I agree with that because if I'm somebody who's really smart and I see that they're about to sell and make a lot of fucking money, I'll be like, I'm going to sit out and wait too because if you're making a whole lot of money, that means a whole lot of money can come to my pocket. So let's just sit out and wait for a second. Yeah, 100%. And that's what has a lot of people thinking about the Mercedes Monet situation. It's like, oh, she didn't show up on AEW because they're not willing to give her a short contract because she's thinking about going back to WWE. And it's like, okay, well, that could be a situation. And also, like I said before, it's the New Japan situation where they're like, we don't want you to wrestle for no American company until you wrestle for us. So that's how we're going to lay this thing out. There it goes. And it's like, okay, fine. That's, that's all well and true. But like, like I said, some people are really thinking that she's going back to WWE. And like, if she is thinking about going to WWE, because I know that the sale is going to happen soon, probably before WrestleMania. I'm just throwing it out there. She's looking at this going, okay. I'm going to wait for the sale to see what happens if Vince gets back in power. If they sell and they come to me with an extra couple of million and say, hey, we have this to spend and we want you, bet I'll go back. Like, I feel like that's what her thought process is. More likely, yeah. My whole thing is, like, me being me, Mm -hmm. if I was Italian, I wouldn't want to work with with Vince no matter how much they can't give me. That's just me, though. I mean, I'm not going to lie, money talks. And also, he's going to die. So money talks. (laughs) Yeah, there's that. (laughs) Yeah. So, like I said, New Japan News. Um, So, last time I said Hikaleo, WWE was looking at Hikaleo. They're also looking at Tamatanga. They're like, hey, we want Tamatanga here. It's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. But now the reports come up and as a New Japan fan I feel like this is like a thing every year every fucking year that this happens is like right after Wrestle Kingdom whoever the foreigner is that loses a match we're all like oh so that must mean their contract is up okay cool they might be going to WWE or AEW okay let's start speculating and for the second time this is the Jay White situation but this time, it's not that. This is actual credence to this. Is like, one, Jay White's contract is actually up soon. But here's the thing. People are talking about, well, he said back in the couple, like last year or a year before, he said to AEW that his contract was like super long. And like, I'm not saying that he said that to them to shut them the fuck up to stop asking them, but I feel like he said that to shut them the fuck up to stop asking them. Because his contract, like, it's been found out that his contract is actually going to be up very soon. So he may be looking at WWE and AEW options. Now, here's the really funny part that, like, I've seen from a lot of New Japan fans that, like, I know. And I don't mean, like, Jay White lovers, but, like, the rest of the wrestling fans in New Japan, they have been saying since this news broke was like you know what I wouldn't be mad if he leaves and I was like I 
I like him in New Japan, but a lot of people have been like, yeah, I mean, his style's not working for me. Like, he's done everything there. He could go and New Japan be fine. I'm like, yeah, that's true, but I like him in New Japan. I love him there. He would be a big star in WWE, in AEW, who the fuck knows, because, like, it's very fucking uncertain, not even joking. And it's like, I, like, I would be weirded out for him to leave, but at the same time, it's like, I understand what they're saying about him doing everything, having everything done, but I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know how I feel about this. This is something I actually have to sit with, because it's like, I don't know how I feel. Yeah, as long as he's happy, that's the way I see it. Like, I'll oh. for the wrestler. Oh, of course. Like, of course. Like, either way, like, I can say this. He lives in Florida. He's, he's an American now. And he has a wife at a big-ass ranch. So whoever's going to pay him, he's going to be fucking happy. So that's all I'm saying. Yeah. So now on to NXT. So New Year's Evil started out with a Chase U segment. Yeah, it was a good segment to start off with. I feel like they do that every show, though. No, no, no. They do some. They always start off with like a weird ass segment, and it's like never the same shit. It, but it's like weird as fuck for no reason. Because like the one <laughs> time they started off with the toxic extraction pool party one. Oh they, yeah. They started off with like another weird ass one, and like it's always weird shit for no reason. So. It starts off with Tony D'Angelo versus Donovan Dijak. So they're having this match. And the funny part was like, I did not realize Wesley was on commentary until like halfway through the match. Like, oh shit, he's on commentary? What the fuck? <laughs> I thought I was just saying the, the, the only one that didn't notice that. No, like he just fit in so comfortably there. We're like, what the fuck? Yeah. So they're having a match and two stacks gets in for some reason. They're like, okay, what the fuck? And he handcuffed him to the ropes. And I was like, okay. And then at the end, Tony D'Angelo's about to get fucked up and Stax steps in and is like, boss, look behind you. Focus on him. And Tony D'Angelo says, stop worrying about me. He's like, but I'm your worker. He's like, you're not my worker. You're my family. I was like, Oh, okay. That, right. that was kind of cool. Like, he actually loves him. Yeah, it fucked me up because it was weird as shit. <laughs> like, they have a bond and whatnot. The only thing that bothered me about this whole match, mm-hmm. I did not notice when he got handcuffed. Yeah, it just happened on, like, he was just on the outside and, like, Dijak just ran on, like, <laughs> it was just very weird. Oh, okay. And the funny part was, like, Dijak knocked down the steps in the beginning of this match and I'm going to tell you why that's something to remember in a few seconds but I was like what the fuck so that happens so then we go back and we have an interview with Toxic Distraction and they're talking about 
how they're going to win the battle royal. And all I can think of, all I can fucking think of from this interview was, well, two things I was thinking of. One is like, how are y'all both going to win? Like, how are y'all both going to win? That was the first thing I was thinking of. But the second thing was, oh my God, JC is a fucking star. Yep. Yep. Like, she's a star. She fucking stole that fucking segment. And it's like, God, like, she's so fucking great. Like, she's so great. I'm like, damn, this is awesome. She came up. Yes. So then we go to the next match. And it's the Creed Brothers versus Indu Sheer. And the Creeds come out. They do the thing where they both walk up the steps. Julius gets to walk up the steps. And because Dijak knocked over the fucking steps, which I'm like, dog, y'all had 20 minutes to fix these steps. Why did no one fix these steps? No one fixed these steps. So Brutus had to fake out, climb up around the steps and go up. And it's like, bro, what? why did y'all not just fix these? <laughs> It was so random. So Sangha comes out and he's like, listen, fear's not here. It's like, okay. And then Jinder Mahuti shows up. Jinder Mahuti attacks the Creed brothers. So Jinder and Sangha attack the Creed brothers and leave them laying. And everybody's like, oh, what the fuck? That's weird. Where did me out? Because Sangha's supposed to be the good one in this. Yes. So then we get a backstage segment with Pretty Deadly with fucking rollers in their hair. And like, I, I agree with the New Day because the New Day came up and was like, what the fuck? Like, you got rollers in your hair? Like, that's not you. Like, you guys have straight hair. Why do you have curlers? What is happening? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, you know what? I agree with you guys. And they told them their match is next. But right before that match, they had Sangha and Jinder in the back, and Valentina Veras, I think that's her name, she walked up to Sangha, she was like, Sangha, this isn't you, why did you do this? And Electra Lopez stopped her and was like, you need to worry about yourself in that battle royal, don't worry about them. Okay, that was weird. Yeah, it was It was weird as hell, because I remember pointing it out to you, like, Shinji had said they should team up or something. Yes. So Pretty Deadly is ready to run the gauntlet. And the rockers come out, which are just two <laughs> random dudes. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? It should have been Marty Gennetti and Lee Cassidy. I'm just saying. It, it should have. And they beat them. One, two, three. And then a new day come out. A new day was like, we knew you would try some shit like this. So we got some tag teams of our own. And they call out BBC. And Idris is now wearing a shirt because Idris got a WWE tattoo on his chest. And Malik's still not wearing his sweater. So yes. that kind of like went the reverse route. <laughs> yeah, it basically defeated the fucking purpose of what was supposed to happen. <laughs> so then the New Day was like okay because Pretty Deadly beats them New Day goes okay well we got broke money coming up 
and broke money. They play their music, then they cut to the back, and they're all laid the fuck out. They're like, what the fuck? Why, why did they get laid out? What what happened? I was fucked up. <laughs> yes. And then the music hits, and Gallus shows up. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, Gallus is here. So Gallus is back, and they beat Pretty Deadly to become number one contenders against the New Day. I am pissed off for Pretty Deadly. <laughs> the funny part, I remember asking you like halfway through, like not even halfway through when the jobbers came out or whatever. I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, hypothetically speaking, they would have beat them. Would they have been the more contenders? And you said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then we get a backstage of Julius and Ivy now. And Ivy's like, dude, I'm worried about you. You're my family. And he's like, yeah, I don't care. I'm going to go out there and beat Ginger Mahal up. And it's like, she keeps trying to make sure that you guys are okay. And you're just like, no, fuck you. I'm going to go out there and do whatever the fuck I want. It's like, God damn, dude. Like, one point she's going to be like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm out. Oh, I see that coming real soon. Yeah. So then we cut to the restaurant that Apollo Cruz is always at. But it's not Apollo Cruz. It's mellow. It's trick. So, to me, I'm very confused. This means that Mellow and Trick are just going to still keep beating with Apollo and Axiom? Seems like it's going to be a tag team match. Yeah, but, like, the thing is, even Mellow said, like, I'm going for the NXT Championship. It's like, make that be your goal instead of everything else. Like, the fuck? So random. (laughs) So... Then we get the countdown because it's New Year's Eve that happened days before this. But it's New Year's Eve. And all of a sudden, it's Tiffany Stratton. I'm back. Okay. This was upsetting to me. Why were you upset that it was Tiffany Stratton? It could have been anybody else. Anybody else. Again, anybody else. (laughs) She's great. And... All I heard online was about what she was wearing. I was like, okay, that's weird. But I didn't hear how cool she was and how glad she's people that heard that she's back. I was like, no, what she was wearing. I was like, oh, okay. All right. That, that's fun. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even remember what she was wearing. Oh, everybody else online does. <laughs> so then we get the world title Bryson Walla versus Braun Breaker. And this match is going, and you're like, okay, cool. Let's see how this ends. Halfway through the match, the turnbuckle breaks. The second turnbuckle breaks. And I'm like, what the fuck? Braun gets fucked up. So they fix it. Braun's fucked up, and it's like, oh, this is how they're going to take Braun down for a while, and then he comes back and beats Grayson, right? Right? This is how it happens. And Grayson goes for a move. And the second turnbuckle snaps on him after they fix it. (laughs) It snaps on him. And he's out on the floor, and they're going for a countout. And he goes and reaches 
the broken rope and falls back down and gets counted out. So yeah, Grayson Waller loses that match. Back counted out, which is weird. Yes. So we get Roxy and Roxy's like, hey, I'm glad to be champion. I can't wait to defend it against whoever wins this battle royal. Haha, <laughs> I don't even care. Okay. The, the one thing about Roxy being champion is she's too cute. <laughs> too cutesy, right? Yeah, she's too cutesy. It's like, how am I supposed to feel anything except, oh, being a champion? That's all, that's every time I see her, like, no matter what she says, it's just like, oh, you're the champion. Oh, they're so cute. That's <laughs> all I think. I cannot get out of my head. This is like, She's a regular person. It's like, oh, the champion. Oh, she's so cute. That's all I get. That's all I get. The only way would be to turn her heel, to take her serious. I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. I probably would be like, oh, she's, she's <laughs> a bad guy. She's mad about something. Oh, she's so cute. Probably how I be. Probably. So then we get a puddle cruise and axiom, and they're mad. And other people are talking about them. Like, ah, yeah, ha-ha, okay. We're a tag team now. So, then we get Charlie Dempsey versus Hank Walker. And so, Hank is doing a little bit better against Charlie Dempsey, but Charlie still mangles the fuck out of Hank Walker. Did anybody think that Hank was going to, like, surpass this match like yeah I this is what I think is gonna happen they're gonna go to one more match and I think that Hank is going to finally beat Charlie Dempsey he's gonna beat Charlie Dempsey and Charlie Dempsey is gonna be like you know what I'm gonna join your school Drew and Drew's gonna be like yay and they're gonna get stronger yeah but it wasn't gonna be this one <laughs> yes so then in the back, Alba Fire, she bumps in the solo rookie and she's like, hey, I was supposed to beat you, but I got taken out. I'm going to beat you again. It's like, why the fuck did you tell her that? Like, the fuck y'all at a battle royal? Who cares? <laughs> what the fuck? And then like, um, Saul was like, yeah, but we had the battle royal. Oh, so you're saying you don't want to have a match with me? Oh, 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 I mean, yeah, I, I do, but uh, okay, fine, we'll have the match then. Uh, okay. It was so fucking weird. It was awkward. Yeah. We got a Tyler Beat promo, he's back, which means everybody got their beasts fucking fixed, so that's great, he's back. And then we get a fucking WWE or NXT Anonymous again. I hate these. I really hate these. I don't know who the fuck keeps coming up with these. They need to fucking stop. They need to fucking stop. These are dumb as fuck. Like, oh, we have a stalker that's watching us. <laughs> that's funny. Like, this literally was scripts. It was literally scripts. Yes, this is so cringe. Like, please stop. But they're like, no, we're going to keep doing dumb shit like this. Yeah. So, it's irritating. So, then we get... Jinder versus Creed, Julius Creed, 
And of course, like gender's gonna beat Julius. It's like no way Julius was supposed to beat gender. Like what the fuck? Like Woman WWE champion gender that they pointed out. Yes. And once again, that means that we have to wait for that match eventually. Yep. So then we get broke money with Fallon Henley and Kiana James. And they're worried about their men. And then they both say, no, go out there because you guys got a battle royal. And they both go out there. And it's like, oh, that's that's cute. They have a, a thing together. They're, they're, they're together. What caught uh, me is Kiana really didn't want to leave him. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. They're, they're in relationships. Uh, yeah. I like that. So then we get a fucking promo for a streamer. Oh, it's a streamer. <laughs> and you know what makes me scratch my head about this? Hmm, this, this is kind of weird. Why does this make sense? You know why this makes sense? Because just two weeks ago, I said that Bobby Tyler is still signed to WWE, and everybody's like, nah. I literally had people in the mentions, in the DMs going, Nah, that's not true. Like, they fired her with everybody else. I'm like, no, they didn't. Stevie Turner, a.k.a. Bobby Tyler, is still with WWE. And they're like, no, she's not. You guys are just, like, I don't know why you said that. I was like, okay. Okay. And she's here. She's now part of the main NXT roster. It's like, why did nobody just listen? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Like, say it, and, like, it happens. And, like, yeah. She's part of the roster. She's, she's going to be a favorite of mine. I already see it because of the gimmick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I've known her for like her whole, well, not her whole entire career, most of her career that I've seen in stardom, which was like the beginning of her career and like also when she was in progress. But like, yeah, she's, she's always been one of my faves. So yeah. she's here and then we go to the Battle Royal. I lie to you not, this was the funniest shit ever. We go to the Battle Royal, the first fucking thing in the Battle Royal. Cora J gets thrown out in the very beginning. What the fuck? What is it, the first second or two? <laughs> yes! It was like the first second, she was like, what the fuck? And she was like, no, I, I wasn't ready. And like, part of me was like, I don't know if that was supposed to happen. Like, I don't think she was supposed to get thrown out that, like, that bad. She's gone. <laughs> like, what the fuck? So, then we get Fallon Henley. She's about to get thrown out, and Kiana saves her. And when, when Fallon got in the ring, she's like, what the fuck are you doing? She's like, I'm trying to save you, you bitch. It's like, oh, shit, my bad. Like, God damn it, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you you remember to point that out because I was gonna like say it too because like I found that to be cool, but bad um, o- bad omen like what we've been saying it's gonna happen. <laughs> yes. So then we get Solrukia. She gets thrown out. She gets fucking thrown out, and she does a Kofi Kingston. She does a handstand, walks herself on a handstand back to the ring clicks her feet under the rope pulls herself up and gets back in the ring 
I'm like, yeah, she, she's awesome. That's nothing like we haven't seen before, but the one thing mm-hmm. I did like the point where she's like saved herself because she was about to fall, landed on one foot, pushed herself back up, and like continued it. I, I, I appreciated the almost falling. Yeah, she, she's really good. Yeah. Like, there's a video of her and another NXT girl that they had a match on Level Up. But they're doing training, and they're doing some of the most ridiculous shit. Like, I don't mean, like, wrestling training. I mean gymnastics training. And it's like, okay, you guys aren't fucking human. You're, they're doing this fucking shit. Like, it literally was the girl was on top of her. Like, I can't even explain it. That's how fucking insane it was. (laughs) It's fucking crazy. But back to the Battle royal. So, Corey J gets thrown out again. Like, (laughs) it was so weird. The funny part was, like, she got thrown out again. And when she got thrown out, I didn't even know how she got back in the ring. But she got thrown over the top rope again. Like, what the fuck? I didn't even realize that was her. I did. It was just so random. I was like, what the fuck? How did you get back in the ring? What the fuck? (laughs) So, then it gets down to, like, the last few and Eva Valkyrie is like doing her thing and Corey Jade was like nah fuck you and just screws her out of the match I'm like oh shit uh, Alba Fire gets thrown out and then it's down to JC and fucking Gigi and I'm like how do they get each other out how do they get each other out and JC JC Shawn Michaels, Gigi, she just super kicks the shit out of her and tries to throw her out. And Gigi tries to throw her out. They get up on the top rope and they both go off at the same time. Bam! They both hit the floor. They both won. Wait, they, they both won? They both fell at the same time, too, which was amazing timing. Yes. So they both win. They're both now number one contenders. And it sets up a three-way Avengers Day. JC, Gigi versus Roxy. Yes. And then we go to the back. And Shawn Michaels is talking to Grace Waller and Ron Breaker. And he says, guys, after today, we need to put an end to this. We need to have an ending. So at Vengeance Day, we're going to have a steel cage match. And to me, that was so anticlimactic. Because I was like... Okay, they can do something really cool and make the match like some kind of like false count anywhere, some kind of something. No count just, out. Yeah, anything. They're like, nah, we're just gonna do cage match. Uh, okay. That's how I felt. Was like it was anticlimactic. You couldn't do anything, but it's like this is what we're doing. Uh, okay, cool. All right. Yeah, cage matches are not like the best matches nowadays. Yeah, it's like, oh, fuck, like that's what we're doing? That's weird. Okay. I would have, like, uh, accepted a two out of three, if anything, like the least best thing. <laughs> yeah, I would have accepted any fucking thing, but that is just like, why? Yeah. Yeah. So. That was NXT. We still got Raw to go. Raw.
so Raw starts off with fucking Kevin Owens. This is the, the reason I say fucking Kevin Owens because this fucking makes me laugh. Because Kevin is there and Kevin comes out and he's about to talk and all of a sudden JBL comes out and JBL starts running his fucking mouth. JBL's just talking shit. JBL saying this. JBL saying that. And then Kevin just puts his head on a fucking turnbuckle and he just leaves his head there. And it's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? That's what he was saying. (laughs) Yes. And just like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And it's like... And then JBL says, Hey, like, get yourself out of a coma, boy. Something, something, something. And it's like... Doug. Like, Doug, what the fuck? Like, why? Why? It's like, why? Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Why is this thing? I don't know. We didn't need this segment. Well, we needed part of it with Kevin, but we didn't need yes. JBL or Corbin. Yes. I, I was so fucked up about it. Like, and then we just go into a match. But it's like, this segment was just so stupid. A match that was not needed, by the way. Yes. So, of course, Kevin Owens beats fucking bartender Cabron. So, before we go any further, I do want to bring this up because this report has actually dropped, like, this full report on something I just talked about earlier in the podcast. So, this full report has dropped that Tony Khan and Chad Khan are totally interested in buying WWE. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. They're talking about an acquisition merger, monopoly, like I said before. But here's the little twist of something new that came out in this little segment that I didn't know. And I'm just like, well, I mean, that would be a reason for a sell, but like still Monopoly. Because they're like, yeah, we're open to giving Vince McMahon a position in like the buyout. We're open to giving, like, the fuck? Like, and he's just so much of a dickbag. He'll be like, you know what? Fuck it, I'll do it. I'll take your money. Fuck you guys. You pay me for my thing. But also, you have to remember, he is like a fucking narcissist. And it's like, no, I can't let you have my baby. Like, so I don't know where that would go. But like, I still see Monopoly. This is fucking stupid. I hate it. Yeah. So then after Kevin wins the match, the Usos and Solo Sokoa come and beat the shit out of Kevin until Kevin starts throwing chairs and slinging them and telling them to get the fuck back and Adam Pierce is like alright y'all wanna keep fucking around I'm gonna make you guys pay and I heard a rumor on some payment because we're gonna talk about that because I feel like this could be a thing but I doubt it but I feel like it could be a thing because I heard a rumor and the rumor is his payment for like fucking around and keep breaking the rules is stripping him on the raw tag team titles. Oh, like I swear he said something to that effect too. Yes. So it's like 
That the only reason I'm saying it's a rumor because I don't know if he's actually going to do it. But like I heard, like I heard that this was like rumored. Like in him saying it is like it's a tease, but I don't know if he's actually gonna do. It. So then he kicks Jay and Jimmy out, and he says, "Hey, your brother still has a match," which is actually funny because he had a match, but on Twitter, Jacob Fatu is like, "Yo, Solos and Cole, that's my boy. I love, I love you." <laughs> And it's not like just because it's his boy. It's like his actual cousin. And he's shouting him out. And like every time I see Jacob Fatu say something about WWE, like in the bloodline, it's like, okay, I still imagine you sign that contract with MLW because you could be here murdering people too. Basically. Him and his, like, what is it, cousin or whatever, Lance? Mm-hmm. I feel like they're going to be there before the end of the year. Yeah. So then we get Selexa. Selexa comes out and she stands on the table and she said, I'm back and I'm freer than I've ever been. I've been waiting to take these clothes off. I mean, chains off. I've been waiting to be me again. It's like, eh, okay, whatever. Who cares? And all of a sudden we see a playground, an empty playground. And then here comes Uncle Howdy. And he comes out and he's dancing around and Selexa's standing there. Howdy's dancing around and Selexa's still standing there. Howdy's dancing around. Then they go to commercial because Jesus Christ, this shit was annoying. Kind of mad they went to commercial and didn't just like go with it. Like, what the fuck was the point? Cause come back and then we went went on to something else. Yeah, you come back and it's no mention of what just happened. And then you have Danit control because Bailey is gonna take on Mia Chin, aka Mia Yim. And they're like, okay, cool. Like they had a match last week, and Bailey makes this point, and I'm just like, oh shit, she's right. You know what point she makes? What? You came out to help Becky last week. Now you out here by yourself. No Becky around. Don't you think that that's a little odd that she doesn't like to have friends? If she doesn't take care of her friends? And it's like, you know what? You made a point. You made her feel like an asshole last week for helping Becky. Like, you make a point. Make good points. Bailey would so, know because Bailey used to be her friend. So yes, and Bailey pins Meechin one, two, three with feet on the ropes. Then we get to see Candice LeRae, and they're like, "Candice, how is Johnny?" But once again, in the background, no one keeps talking about this Nikki Cross shit. Nikki Cross keeps showing up every time Candice is around, and no one's talking about it. Why? I don't know, but. Obviously, it's going to lead somewhere, but it's going to be like one of those things like, how did that happen? And no one's going to see any of the signs. Yeah, it's like, and I've been on a podcast every week talking about it. Every time Candace is around, she pops up and it's like, guys, like, why is nobody else seeing this but me? Like, I'm not crazy. Also, like, 
if like you're not listening to the podcast or whatever, follow Nikki Cross on her Instagram. She puts that shit out there like bluntly, like it's right there. She circles herself in the video and all that shit, and she points out everything. Like you know, she's out to get Candace. Yes. So as Candace is talking, Rhea shows up. Rhea's like, "Hey, me and you tonight. I'm gonna show you pain." It's like, why did you just try to beat her up? What the fuck did she do to you? She just wants to give somebody pain. <laughs> yes. So then, a town down. Here comes Austin Theory. And j- just for a second, I have to say. I don't understand how no one has like one of the greatest songs in ever Evanescence Wake Me Up Inside. No one has ever compared Wake Me Up Inside to A Town Down. It's literally almost the same song in the very beginning. Like, come on, like why can't y'all see that? I gotta listen to it again because that's one of my favorite songs. <laughs> it's the same thing. Like, if you just listen to the way A Town Down, like listen to the beginning of this song and listen to Evan Essence, you'd be like, oh my God, this, this is the same shit. Same cadence and everything. I'm going to do that right after the podcast. Yes. So, Austin comes out and was like, yeah, Seth is injured. So, ha ha. Seth comes out on crutches and then as soon as the music breaks down, he's walking around normally and he walks in the ring and he says, yeah, I'm, I'm okay for now. I'm I'm just a little bit hurt, but by Royal Rumble, my knee will be back to hundred percent. It's like okay, then why did you just say that? I was like, all right, whatever. He's perfectly fine. That's that's what I heard. So I was like, all right, whatever. It's just like that Adam Cole from I mean not Adam Cole Adam Page like promo or whatever, where like oh yeah, like they didn't clear me. They'll probably clear me next week, but they didn't clear me. <laughs> yeah. It's similar to that in my, in my mind. And then Bob Lash's music hits. He comes down, spears Austin Theory, and throws him over the top rope like, ha I'm going to eliminate you from the Royal Rumble. Because Austin Theory did say, I'm going to be in the Royal Rumble. So now you have all three of them in the Royal Rumble. Here's what's fucking me up about this. Bob okay. Lash is a face now, right? Apparently, yeah. So what does that make Brock Lesnar when he comes back and wants to fight Bob Lash again for their third match? A heel. But everybody's going to cheer him. So this makes no sense. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't make no sense at all. Like, I tried to defend it. It doesn't make no sense. Yeah. So, So part of me in this next match, part of me is just like, oh my God, I can't believe that they keep beating Candace. Candace has only won one match since she's been back. And like the other part of me, like as a booker goes, oh, well, Rhea Ripley is being built up for the world title. So that's why she had to beat Candace. So I'm kind of angry. Like why the fuck isn't Candace winning more? Yeah, it's kind of like um, what AEW doing with Takeshka, like you said. Yeah. Like... There's no reason for this. <laughs> yeah, but like AEW, I like know where to store. Like they eventually do it once he's like cooled off. But as far as Candace goes, like she's not even hot. 
So like they haven't done anything with her, and I'm like, damn, like this kind of sucks. Yeah, exactly. So then we get Bob Lash getting interviewed, but then MVP comes in, and MVP's talking to him. Bob's like, yo, I don't need you, and he's like, yo, I was talking to Cedric and Shelton. He's like, yeah, but I don't need you. He's like, all right, well, if you feel that way. Just call me when you want to talk business. It's like, okay, yeah, we know that they're restarting a hurt locker business. We figured it out. We're not dumb. We got it. We got it, dude. It's going to happen. Yes. So then we get more American Nightmare stuff. With surgery, and the first time ever we get to see Brandy Rhodes on WWE television. I don't know why, like for a split second, I thought he was going to say the American Males. No. <laughs> Speaking of American Males, we see Dolph Ziggler. Oh, Dolph, shit. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler is there because he has a match later on. And Mustafa Ali comes up and is like, yo, what the fuck? I thought we were going to be a tag team. In this tag team thing later, you kind of owe me. Like, what the fuck? Like, you screw me out of my U.S. title match. You never, like, apologize. So what the fuck? And Dolph is like, eh, well, fuck you. <laughs> like, that's, like, the long and short of it is basically like, eh, fuck you. No, that's I'm going to pre- do my... That's pretty much what he said. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, no, I'm going to do my own thing. Like, nah. Like, dude, what the fuck? Like, I, I want Mustafa Ali to fucking fuck Dolph Ziggler up for that shit. Like, he, he deserves it. He's going it. to. He's going to. I hope that match happens this Monday. Yes. So, in something that was very fucking disturbing to me, it was very fucking disturbing. They do a Bronson Reed thing, and Bronson Reed gets interviewed, right? So he's there being interviewed by Byron Saxton. And the first thing I'm thinking is like, wait a minute, how the fuck is Byron Saxton just as tall as Bronson Reed? Then the Miz comes and the Miz is taller than Bronson Reed. I'm like, that's not, that's not real. That's not real. Like, I know Bronson is bigger than Miz. I've seen him stand next to Miz. Why is he shorter than everybody? What happened? What is going on? I'm confused. I'm confused. Yeah, like, either they did the Renee Paquette thing or they made her, like, made somebody stand on some boxes or whatever or something. Yeah, because I was very confused. And Miz says, yo, we're friends. And Bronson was like, we not friends. Like, we not friends at all. Like, like, we're friends as long as you pay me. Yeah. Miz was like, <laughs> I'm scared. What the fuck? So then we had Dolph Ziggler versus Solo Sokoa. And I'm just like, okay, Dolph, you're going to die. So why did you choose to have this match? Which he did. Like, he just got murdered because the fuck? How are you going to beat Solo? I think I read Timo Ali. <laughs> Basically. And then the Usos show up. Like, even though they got kicked out and banned, 
They showed up. I was like, what the fuck? Y'all still showed up? No fucks given. None. They gonna lose them titles. They gone. Yep. So then we get Meechan getting beat up by Bailey because she's like, ha ha, you don't have any friends. Ha ha. Now we beat you. Ha ha, no friends. You have no friends. I miss my friend. That, that's, <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what happened. <laughs> yes. So then we get an interview with K Dog. So <laughs> the lo- <laughs> Los Boricuas and K Dog come out. <laughs> Doug. Here's what like here's what's fucking hilarious about this whole thing. Like, not even joking. Okay. Fucking Dominic comes out looking like K Dog. But you know what the really hilarious thing is? What? He got this promo from K Dog. Like, fucking Conan called him up and was like, yo, here's how you should cut this promo. And he did one from K Dog. Like, not even joking. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Like, this is this is really K Dog energy. Like, what the fuck? It was like a mixture between K Dog and, and Conan. I mean, K-Dog and Conan. K-Dog and Eddie Guerrero. Yes, it was so wild. I I loved it. It was so stupid, but I loved it. Yeah. So then we get to the tag team turmoil. And Gallows and Anderson come out, and they take on Finn and Priest. Finn and Priest are the first two, and they're going at it with, with them. They're going. And then all of a sudden... Finn and Priest get the win. And you're like, okay, so they're moving on to the next one, which are the Hurt Locker business. And the Hurt Locker business looks like they're about to win. And then Priest hits them with the fucking pocket arrow and they're gone. Judgment Day wins again. It's like, okay, I think Judgment Day might win this whole entire thing. All right, cool. And then here comes the Alpha Academy. You're like, okay, well... Sure, they're definitely not losing to the fucking Alpha Academy. And they don't lose to the Alpha Academy. They win again. And you're like, okay, there has to be an end point here, right? They're going to lose. But during this Alpha Academy match, fucking Finn gets injured. Finn's down. Finn can't go. Where are the doctors? I need the doctors. Ah! So... (laughs) Priest goes, you know what? Dom's right here. I'll take Dom. Are you sure? Like, yeah, no, me and Dom against the Street Profits because the Street Profits are the last team. And you're like, okay, dude. Like, they have to lose here, right? Judgment, they have to lose here. And that makes sense. It would make sense, but they don't. Judgment, they win. Priest and Damien, I mean, not Damien, Dominic K Dog. <laughs> they win. They win, so now they're number one contenders. We're calling um, D Dog. <laughs> D Dog, yes. D Dog. They're number one contenders against the Usos. I'm, like, I'm kind of shocked that it's heel heel for the tag titles. Yeah. 
Me too. But I'm actually actually kind of happy about that. Like, heel heel for the tag titles. Not to mention heel heel with a ton of backup. Yes. Like, they both have backup. Yep. <laughs> what the fuck? So legit, like, honestly, like, on paper, Judgment Day could win this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't think they will, but on paper, they can. Yeah, that would, like, that would be so weird if they won. But it's like, what the fuck? Like, this is, this is great. Yeah. So, yeah, like, that was it. Hypothetically speaking, before we move mm-hmm. on, if Judgment Day were to win, right? Mm-hmm. The way that shit went, would it be some free bird rules in that shit? Yes. Yes, 100%. Okay. 100%. If the Usos had, like, established, like, Solo as their third, or Sammy as their third, they would do the same thing. Okay. But, but yeah, like, it's de- it would definitely be Freebird Judgment Day rules. Gotcha. But, yeah, like, that's... That that's I mean that's it for the show. Like the show was packed because there's so much shit going down. And once again, this is just the beginning of 2023. We like we have all all made the joke that like oh 2022 is this. What happens in 2023? It's gonna be crazy, right? We're literally just fresh out the gate and like the whole entire universe is upside down, mixed up, and just in pure confusion. Oh my god, I wonder what 2024 is gonna be. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not even gonna lie. I can tell you right now exactly what 2024 is gonna be. 2024 is going to be a normal year. Like I'm not even joking. It's gonna be the fucking most normal year that you're ever gonna be like, oh. Wow, like I'm waiting for a big story. No, nothing's happening. Like something has to happen. Nothing happens. Because everything is gonna happen now. Like right now, like at the very end, like it's everything is gonna happen. Everything's gonna happen and it's just gonna be like Well shit. Like there's nothing else crazy that can happen. And that's gonna be it. Twenty twenty four is just gonna be like a normal fucking year. Because another thing that's gonna happen this year that's gonna make 2024 so fucking normal, you know what it is? What? Every fucking portal is gonna be open and everybody's gonna be like, oh shit, everything can everything can happen. So the fuck? Like I, and I don't know. Joke, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's no, it's gonna be worse because like AEW is going to be coming into play with WWE and it's not like they're going to buy it. Not saying that they're buying it. It's going to be the point where WWE is going to finally have the buyer. The buyer is going to own them. And they're going to, like, Triple H is going to be like, yo, I would like to be able to cross over with other promotions. They're going to be able, somebody's going to be able to go to AEW and wrestle in matches and AEW is going to be able to come here because WWE is going to be owned by somebody other than fucking Tony Khan and Chad Khan. And this is going to be like this weird thing where it's going to be like, yeah, no, we can work with other companies, but we are the top dogs. And be like, oh, okay, well, 
that's gonna be very weird because everybody's because it's gonna be the point where like everybody literally is gonna try to hang out with WWE and they're gonna be okay with it because their parent company their owner is gonna be like yeah you know what it's fine who cares like as long as everybody knows that we're the top dogs we'll be like oh okay that's weird I'm telling you, it's going to be one of those fucking years where everybody's going to be like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> but yeah, um, that's all we got for now. Any last words? 2024 is going to be my year. <laughs> <laughs>